Good night, everybody. Live from the deep red state of Tennessee on rumble.com slash LFA TV. This is Ungoverned on a happy Monday. You know, it's like that movie Off the Space that had uh, your vacation to Mondays. No such thing here. We're always ready to rock and roll. As a matter of fact, Monday is our favorite day of the week because we get to be back in front of you so we can quote the great, esteemed, highly respected philosopher of the 5 p.m. hour, the Ungoverned show here on LFA TV, John Fetterman, where we can say hi, good night, everybody. Good evening to the Ungovernables, the captain's crew, the LFA family, and of course, McGroin Nation, America's favorite nonprofit now. I mean, it's amazing. This is the, the growth of the audience and what everybody's been doing. You, know, you got Dylan out there. He's getting letters from uh, and, and certificates from Trump because he got his 10 people to come out and caucus Aww. in Iowa. Wow. So he got his, uh, you know, his, his that. Uh, 10 for Trump certificate in the mail. You got McGroin Nation, uh, who, who's turned into a nonprofit. And then you have people like uh, Matthias, who just write feet, and his significant other, who is writing other words in the chat. And they're making this place a very lively place. And everybody in between, it's amazing. We do have the best audience on the internet. So uh, a lot of fun. Happy Monday to everybody. It's uh, February 12th, the day after the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday is now in the past. Uh, and what I could tell you about the game, I'm a sports fan. I did watch. Um, there was very limited Taylor Swift shots. I think there was like two in the first half and maybe like five or six in the second half. Um, and for the most part, especially in the second half of the game, I forgot there were even referees on the field. I'm not sure if there were any penalties called in the second half of that game during regulation. I think the first penalty of the second half was in was in overtime so um it was uh, I thought it was a a great game it was not ruined by officials people say well they missed this call well they missed that call well the team that won was actually penalized for 15 more yards than the team that lost so I think the rigged narrative as much as everyone wants to play around with it is out the window completely out the window um and I think it was a good game I really do I thought the halftime show Usher was one of the better halftime shows, um, you know, in the past couple of years. You didn't have people like Rihanna fingering herself on stage. Um, And then I thought we fell for the trap and hyperventilated over Swift drinking a beer. She's a 35, 35, Brennan, 35, 36, 36. whatever. Your old woman drinking a beer at a football game. Well, there are kids that are watching. She's setting a bad example. I sure hope none of you watched WWF back in the 90s. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Boom! With the beer. Down the throat. Folks, it's a beer. Okay? And I put a post up. And a lot of people are very happy. Oh, you said what I didn't want to say. Because whatever. I put a post up. And you know what I said? I said, if pop stars are your role models or your children's role models and you've already lost. Taylor Swift's job is not to be a role model. Yes, I understand the kids go, I want to be Taylor Swift when I grow up. Okay. But that doesn't mean they want to replicate the entire lifestyle of Taylor Swift. Maybe that means they want to be a musician or a pop star or a musical artist or whatever. Okay? Uh, Pop stars are pop stars. Musicians are musicians. These are not role models. Celebrities are not role models. Athletes do not have to be role models. 
They can be inspirations. They can be somebody that a child looks up to, you know. Uh, you could have a kid playing peewee football somewhere say, I want to be the next Patrick Mahomes. And I'm sure he means that with regards to how the man plays football. But politicians are not role models. Celebrities are not role models. It is the job of the parent to be the role model for the child. Now, if there's a bad household and the child wants to look up to somebody else, whatever the case may be, you can have that conversation. But please do not tell me that Taylor Swift is not allowed to drink a beer because kids are watching. Because if that's the case, nobody can drink beer ever. Because there might be kids watching. As long as you're not drinking and driving... I don't really care. And the problem with the the Swift beer chugging thing was to the left on that screen, you had somebody wearing a very, what was it? It was an upside down cross, which is questionable at best. Flashing devil horns and whatever is that? Who's the name? Ice Ice Spice. Yeah. So let's not focus on the beer and maybe the company in the box at that point in time. Now, I'm happy the NFL season is over because we're probably done hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey for a while. Baseball season is about a month or so away, which means the Texas Rangers will officially be defending champions when they uh, start playing baseball again. We've got hockey, but we really got an election coming up. And I'm, I'm, you know, look, Joe Biden and his account yesterday post just like we drew it up. He is mocking you. You do not want to be mocked by a man who probably didn't even post that, who was in bed and doesn't know the difference between Mexico and Egypt. Okay? I thought it was a great game yesterday. I will sound off on the Black National Anthem thing because that is an absolute disgrace. I think some of the pandering that the NFL does is an absolute disgrace. I have said that since day one, but I love the game of football, and that is football played at its highest level. Okay, you want to call it a guilty pleasure? Go ahead, call it a guilty pleasure. That's fine. At least I admit that I watch it. You have a a bunch of conservative bros out there. I do not watch the NFL. And then they complain about how many times they've seen Taylor Swift on the TV screen. I thought you weren't watching it, bro. Right? Keep in mind who the real ones are. I ain't going to lie to you. Now, we have, I'm not doing this whole show about Taylor Swift. It's just, you know, I woke up this morning and there she was again. And I'm like, you know what, people? We need to, we need, we need to just relax. She's allowed to drink a beer. Okay, now, is Kamala Harris ready to go? She says she's ready to serve. She says she is ready to serve as president. Not the first time she said this. Matter of fact, we can go back to an article in the New York Post, September 6th, where she said the exact same thing. She's ready to serve. Now, in her defense, a vice president should always be ready to serve as president. That's why I think Donald Trump's vice presidential pick is more important than some people want to give credit, right? Uh, I think it's important to have a vice president who is ready to go at the drop of a hat. You never know what's going to happen, especially with somebody as old and feeble as Joe Biden, especially with somebody as high profile as Donald Trump, whose, whose life is unquestionably in more danger today than it was yesterday, and that trend repeats itself every single day. Kamala says she's ready to serve, but that's not the only thing, because every vice president should be ready to serve at all times, and that's just the way it should be. That's the job. The president goes down, you assume control. You assume their office. You assume their duties. You assume their responsibilities. It's not just that Kamala says she's ready to serve. 
It's that you now have New York Times, the New York Times publishing op-eds that are asking and urging and, and, and pushing Joe Biden to resign, pushing Joe Biden to step aside, pushing Joe Biden out to let somebody else run. Now for the, I don't know, well, how many times do you think I've said this? I want to go with about 15,172. Can you write that down? Do you have a pen? Here's a pen. 15,000, here you go, I want it behind you. 15,172. This is the 15,000th, 172nd time I'm going to say this. Michelle Obama is not running for president. 15,172. Michelle Obama, Big Mike, whatever you want to call her, him, it, them, they, is not running for president. James O'Keefe uncovered that already. It's not happening. I don't care how flashy, how sensational, how wild, how crazy it sounds, how devious it is, how bad it would be for Trump. He, she, it, them, they, Michelle Obama, is not running for president. Okay? If there was going to be somebody else, it would be the person who's running a shadow campaign for the office right now, Gavin Newsom. I don't think he fares well against Donald Trump. I think, uh, what was it? Somebody was asked, I don't remember where it was, what are Gavin Newsom's accomplishments? And uh, yeah, it's, I think it might have been Bill Maher. We were talking about this at dinner the other day. And it was, well, you know, he's, the, he's a great debater. It's like a great debate. But what has he accomplished? What has he accomplished? Nothing. Kamala Harris, nothing. Donald Trump right now, his momentum is becoming unstoppable. The only wild card is that D.C. case that may result in a conviction. That's the only wild card. Because a conviction tilts the polls. But the longer the longer you get people like Michael Rappaport going on the Patrick, Patrick Bet David podcast saying, you know, I was wrong about Trump and Charlottesville, the longer he doesn't stand trial, the more people are going to see, you know, this guy wasn't that bad. I don't really care what the trial says. Nobody's perfect. The January 6th thing wasn't really an insurrection. The, the narrative, the point of this whole thing is, are the Democrats losing control? The narrative is, 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 it is slipping out of the hands, out of the control of Democrats. That doesn't mean they're not going to win on a couple things. I think tomorrow, because you've got jerk-offs out there who are telling people, telling people not to vote for a Republican in the New York 3 special election. I think tomorrow the Democrats might win that special election. Does that mean if you're on Long Island and you're in District 3, you better get your ass out and vote for Mozzie Pillip because we need to hold the seat. But she's a registered Democrat. Does not matter. Does not matter. She votes Republican. She's conservative in the Nassau County Legislature. I know who she is. I have seen her speak. I know her background. Vote for Mozzie Pillip, please, if you're on Long Island. That's number one in New York 3. I think the narrative, though, is, is slipping out of the hands of the Democrats when you talk about controlling the narrative. It's getting out of control. There are too many holes in the dam that are appearing, and they can't plug them all. You understand what I'm saying? This black national anthem thing, for some reason this year, was a bigger story. People are getting so tired of it. And now you have, out of Tennessee, now he's the congressman out of Memphis, so that's why he's a Democrat. Steve Cohen, not to be confused with the owner of the New York Mets, Steve Cohen, different Steve Cohen, out of Tennessee, saying that it's a bad look that people didn't stand for the black national anthem. Where the heck was he when Colin Kaepernick was taking the knee for the real national anthem? And my point about the black national anthem, which it has been 
for a very long time. A, there is no such thing. The black national anthem is the white national anthem, is the yellow national anthem, is the red national It's the national anthem of the United States of America. One nation under God, indivisible, is the star-spangled banner. Period. End of story. The only time you have a national, two national anthems played before a sporting event is when there are two teams from different countries playing against each other. So we have that as well. The shooter at uh, Joel Osteen's church, media is going to ignore that. You know why? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Holden Armenta actually got to go to the Super Bowl. We found out about that yesterday. Skin in the Game podcast and uh, Tribe of Patriots, hat tip to you guys. Great job. Before we get to the rest of all that, we'll have some good time in the show here uh, with Biden stepping down and Kamala Harris and her comments. We'll have a good time with all of it. Before we get to that, I want to get to a word from our friends over at Switch2USA.com. Take a look and listen to this video right here. We all want to make a difference in our country and, and make change, but we don't all have the ability to do so. A lot of people are busy. They can't join school boards. They can't get on borough council, but they can change where they shop. And it's just shopping, it's that simple. We're gonna link arms and we're gonna shop right here at this American factory. They make the products and they're all natural and they're good for us and they're affordable. Everything's made here in the USA. That is switch to number two, USA.com. Switch to number two, USA.com. You see it on your screen there. Folks, we've been talking about how the world has been going crazy with supply chain issues, record-setting inflation, and sky-high gas prices. We know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open the entire time while so many little guys and small business owners and regular people were forced to close. You know, the wealthiest on the planet became better off while mom and pop suffered. The question is, what are we willing to do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, you can vote with your dollars. That's how we make a difference. This is a call to action. Switch away from the big box conglomerates and shop factory direct at a family-owned Made in America manufacturer for all your monthly consumables, toothpaste, shaving cream, laundry detergent, shampoo, healthy snacks, and now grass-fed beef. All delivered right to your door. Switch away from Made in China and switch to Made in the USA. It's one of the best ways to get around the crazy inflation. Shop with a family-owned company that puts its customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. It's time to join the parallel economy, join the massive sweep that is happening through Patriot Nation and decide today that you want to be a part of the movement to cut off their cash flow. Sign up. My friend Maria will give you a call back to enroll you, and then you can start shopping at this privately owned mom and pop. That is switch the number two USA.com. Switch the number two USA.com. That is switch the number two USA.com. Check them out today. You know, folks, I want to get to uh, another product, you know, the sponsor, Lean. From Brickhouse Nutrition, stress, you know stress, they call it the silent killer, maybe why you can't lose weight. If you have moderate to high stress, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean, L-E-A-N, could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you all know about stress eating and sugar cravings. Now the good news, the studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels help optimize sorry about that help optimize metabolism and keep your appetite under control if your life is a bit stressful and you want to lose weight add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle that is lean from Brickhouse nutrition get 15 percent off and free shipping at takelean.com enter lfa15 at checkout that is promo code lfa15 lima foxtrot alpha 15 
at takelean.com. That is takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It is not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. But I encourage you to check it out. If you're looking to get that New Year's resolution back under control, we all go off the rails, and it's okay. Takelean.com, Brickhouse Nutrition, uh, takelean.com, promo code LFA15. Last but not least is the LFA TV store. All sorts of great stuff over on the LFA TV website. That's LFATV.us. I heard they're doing something, migrating servers or something like that. I'm not sure not sure exactly what that means, but uh, head over to LFATV.us. Click on that store tab. You can click the donate button if you want to su- uh, support the LFA TV project without buying any merch, which you've got some great merch that are on there, sweatpants, coffee, coffee mugs, plaques, musical selections, throw blankets, hats, all sorts of great stuff at the LFA TV store at LFATV.us, or you can go directly to the store by going to jeremyherald.com slash store. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on a Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern time here on LFA TV. Please click that thumbs up button before we uh, continue. As we keep going on, please make sure you're sharing the show. You know, I can't say it enough. 10 a.m. was a special time. We had shares going all over the place. We had all sorts of fanfare. Things have changed. That's all right. We're later in the day. We're having a good time. Make sure you're sharing this show with at least one friend you think that would enjoy it. We would would greatly appreciate that. Uh, And uh, let's keep rolling on. Keep those thumbs up coming. And uh, keep those comments coming under the show, not just in the live chat, but under the show as well. Is the uh, the time limited? Are the days numbered for sleepy Joe Biden, for crooked Joe Biden? Well, Kamala Harris says that she is ready to serve as questions about Biden's age and mental ability increase. Well, you know what? Let's take a look at this article first, and then we'll go back a little bit a few months ago and talk about uh, Kamala Harris and what she's been saying, because this is not the first time. You see, what, what happens in this in this media ecosystem, unfortunately, is everyone's got a very short memory. Kamala Harris has been saying this since she took since since she's been the vice president. She's been saying this all the time. Okay. Kamala Harris has been saying she's been ready to go for a long time. She said she's ready to serve. As questions about Biden's age and mental ability increase. I told you this on Thursday night and Friday afternoon, right? That Joe Biden is somebody the Democrats do not feel is viable anymore. They want him out. They want him out. They know he can't win. They know that he is in severe, severe cognitive decline. They know that this guy is a lame duck. He is politically a dead man walking, okay? They need an out. And I don't think they want Kamala Harris to be the one running, but she's the one they stuck on the ticket with them because, remember the first woman president of black, female, color, the blah, 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 you know, the diversity, equity, and inclusion thing. See, DEI sucks even when you're talking about the vice president. Amidst heightened scrutiny of President Joe Biden and his mental capabilities, Vice President Kamala Harris told reporter that she is ready to serve. According to a Monday report from the Wall Street Journal, Harris told the outlet, I am ready to serve. There's no question about that when she was asked about the concerns regarding Biden's age and decline. The response came during an interview last Tuesday, just a few days before the news of the special counsel report on Biden's classified documents case broke in the news. 
Jennifer Palmieri, who worked under the Obama and Clinton presidency, said, quote, there was always going to be a lot of scrutiny and pressure on her in the 2024 campaign. And that moment's here now. I think the special counsel's report has sort of sort of accelerated that moment. So Kamala Harris is telling reporters that she's ready to go. If they push Joe Biden out, wink, wink, nod, nod. We have a member of the chat named that as well. Winky, winky, nod, nod. She's ready to go. But she's been saying this for a while. Let's flash back to September 6th. Kamala Harris says that she, quote, may have to take over as president and is ready to do so. The writing has been on the wall for quite some time. If you have been watching this show since last January, as I'd mentioned, you're not wasting your time. Last January, I had said when the classified documents case broke that it was what? An intra-party takedown of Joe Biden, meaning this was a hit from inside of the Democrat Party. Why did the classified documents information, why did the classified documents case not blow up when he was a private citizen? Why did it not blow up in the first two years of his presidency? Why did they wait for the second half of his presidency? Because they knew that he was a lame duck, wounded political candidate sleepwalking into the 2024 general election because they knew that if they were able to make Joe Biden step aside over the classified documents case, citing mental whatever, his mental capabilities, they would be able to then demand that Republicans disavow Donald Trump. I still think that's in the cards. I think, though, they were not anticipating Donald Trump being as popular as he is right now. Last January, he had not been indicted on anything yet. Now he's been indicted four times. And his popularity has soared because of that. I still think the Democrats are going to try to parlay the Biden classified documents and forcing him out, if they can force him out, with Republicans forcing Donald Trump to resign or attempting to. I just don't think the MAGA movement is as small people. There's been that narrative. MAGA has lost support. It really hasn't. If anything, the party has expanded at this point. The MAGA, the MAGA wing of the party has expanded at this point. You're seeing people from Snoop Dogg to Michael Rappaport start to change their tune on Donald Trump. Because like it or not, love him or not, love the tweets or not, love some of his policies or not, love his rallies or not, love the way he speaks about people or not, life was better. Life was better under Donald Trump. And all the Democrats want to do, well, his net jobs growth was negative 35,000. Do we forget that it was your golden calf, Anthony Fauci? Did we forget that it was your golden calf who all but demanded that the entire country shut down? Donald Trump trusted him. Was it the right move? No. And I said it at the time. Is Donald Trump perfect? No. And I've said that ever since. People make mistakes. People make mistakes. It happens. I don't like the mistakes, but you can't demand perfection because you're always going to setting up. You're always going to be setting up whoever you're demanding perfection from. You will always be setting up for failure. Perfection is impossible for any human being. It's true. The point of the matter is, Joe Biden is wounded. He is politically wounded. You are seeing people close to him now starting to chirp again, like Kamala Harris. Say, I'm ready to go. Don't worry. If he has to leave, I'm ready to go. And there are several different levers and buttons that could be pushed 
to put this plan into action. Number one, obviously, the classified documents case and the mental capabilities. That would be really a 25th Amendment type of thing. And I'm happy to see that a lot of Republicans have stopped calling for the 25th Amendment. They can't invoke it anyway. The cabinet has to. But they've stopped creating pressure around that talking point because they're realizing you want to run against Joe Biden. If Patrick Mahomes got hurt yesterday, you wouldn't have seen the San Francisco 49ers go, eh, I don't think we really want to play this game. They would have tried to win. Why? Because the Super Bowl was at stake. The championship was at stake. You want to run against Joe Biden. There is no better candidate to run against right now than Joe Biden. You say, oh, well, he polls better against Kamala. That's great. You know right now what the story is if it's Trump v. Harris. It's the first woman of color. Look at how he speaks to women. Look at how he speaks to people of color. They're going to do it. They're going to weaponize the crap out of it. They haven't had the opportunity to do it yet because he doesn't have to talk about her. He talks about him. I still think he beats her. I still think he beats Kamala Harris. Absolutely. But it would be a tougher race. And I'm into this path of least resistance thing. We don't want to remove Joe Biden right now. If we were three months into the presidency, I'm with you. Don't let this guy. But we have gotten this far. We'll make it to January of next year. Okay? We'll make it. Number two is the Hunter Biden case. If Hunter Biden gets convicted and Joe Biden wants to pardon him, somebody could come up to him and say, look, it's going to look real bad. If you pardon him, you're going to have to resign. We'll let you pardon him. We'll do it. But you're going to have to step aside and take your family out of, the, out, of the, out of this party's affairs, at least, behind the, at, least, at least when the lights are on. He steps aside. Kamala Harris is the candidate. You would not be seeing reports, op-eds, coming from the New York Times. The New York Times calling for Joe Biden to step aside. This on the Gateway Pundit. The New York Times has published an opinion piece calling for Joe Biden to step aside and allow another Democrat to run in 2024. The article by Ross Duthin was titled, The Question is Not If Biden Should Step Aside, It's How. This was in the New York Times, folks. This is a, a, a Democrat propaganda piece. The New York Times is. Asking that their president, their incumbent president, in an election year, bows out of the race before their convention. The reform, the, uh, Dutha began by pointing to the special counsel report released Thursday that found Biden had mishandled classified documents, but should not be charged, at least in part, because of his failing memory. The report referred to him as an elderly man with a poor memory and, a, and significant limitations. Quote, Joe Biden should not be running for re-election, Dutha's article began. That much was obvious well before the special prosecutor's comments on the president's memory lapses inspired a burst of age-related angst. And Democrats who are furious at the prosecutor have to sense that it will become only more obvious as we move deeper into an actual campaign. Folks, think about this. Joe Biden, it's going to be hard for him to hide in the basement. There's no pandemic right now. Not yet, anyway. There's a case of bubonic plague in Oregon, though. But I guess not a big deal. Take some Leviquin, you're good, right? But there is that case of bubonic plague. That's pretty crazy. The writer explained that he does not necessarily believe that Biden is currently unfit for the presidency, but that he may not be fit during a second term. 
Quote, saying that things have worked out okay through this stage of Biden's decline, though, is very different from betting that they can continue working out okay for almost five long further years, the article continued. And that's a stretch to begin with. Quote, and saying that Biden is capable of occupying... Uh, what, what happened here? And saying that Biden is capable of occupying the presidency for the next 11 months is quite different from saying that he's capable of spending those months effectively campaigning for the right to occupy it again. Joe Biden is now being pressured from the mainstream media. You haven't seen this. He's being pressured from his own vice president. You haven't seen that happen much. Harris has said it. But again, in her defense, the vice president is always supposed to be ready to serve. And there was a something happened where she was like, handed the presidency for a minute while he had a procedure done, like he went under anesthesia or something. And then, so I'm ready to serve. That's not always this groundbreaking thing. People like to get crazy about it. But when you pair that up with all of the other indicators, it is obvious, obvious that the Democrats want Joe Biden to step aside. And us as strategic, smart, highly respected Beautiful people, you know what I'm talking about, you beautiful people. Republican MAGA voters, we know that we do not want Joe Biden to step aside. We want Joe Biden to be the man that we are running against in 2024. And I'm happy to see that a lot of the calls for the 25th Amendment have either slowed down or stopped for the time being. We do not want to see Joe Biden step aside. But the Democrats do. And I think they're starting to feel like they're losing control of the wheel here. The car is starting to slide off the road. That's why Eli, the thumbnail that he made today, amazing. He had the slippery when wet sign with the car with the wheels like that that crazy track. And Biden's like, ah, trying to hold on to the steering wheel, right? They're losing control of the narrative. There are too many holes in the dam and they can't plug all of them. Joe Biden's mental decline is one of those holes. Kamala Harris nipping at his heels is another one of those holes. You've got inflation, the border crisis, the Afghanistan withdrawal, the Israel-Hamas conflict with the anti-Semitism, which is ripe on the left right now. That's another one of those holes. But then you have these domestic extremists on the left that keep walking into places that are populated with people and shooting guns. That's another one of these holes. And so when we get to it on the other half, on the other side of the show, other side of the sponsors in just a second, the media is not going to touch the shooter at Joel Osteen's church. I don't like Joel Osteen. I think he's creepy. Say some people like him. A lot of people like him. That's fine. However, he does not just because I don't like him doesn't mean I want his church to get shot up. Luckily, right now, as of now, nobody's died. But did you know the shooter at the Lakewood Church? I guess it was in Houston, Texas. Joel Osteen's church was an El Salvadoran immigrant. Seems to be legal. Trans. I'm not sure what gender this person was at birth. There's articles with he. There's articles with she. That's a problem in and of itself. Trans El Salvadoran immigrant with some very interesting background stuff. And an interesting message on the gun that he, she, it, them, they used to shoot up this church in Houston, Texas. Again, I don't like Joel Osteen. I'm not a fan of his. I think he's a little creepy. But, but 
Guy deserves to run his business and do what he wants to do without some wacko walking in there with a gun. Luckily, again, it looks like nobody died. But we'll talk about it. This is another one of those holes that we're going to have to stop ignoring if you're the mainstream media. It's like every mass shooting event now is somebody somehow tied, and I don't know if you can call this a mass shooting because I don't think people died, but every sort of event like this is somehow tied to the radical left. So we will get to that in just a second. But first, I do want to get to a word from our friends over at Let's Go Brandon Token. Folks, crypto is on a run. Bitcoin is uh, closing in on 50K, which is, uh, which is a significant development. There's a little period of consolidation. You know, the ETF went through. There's a lot of action, a lot of price volume, a lot of uh, trading volume, a lot of price action. Sorry. And then it kind of consolidated and dipped below 40K for a minute. Now it's closing in on 50K. Ethereum's on a run, which means the meme coins are going to be on a run soon. And I want to talk to you about uh, Let's Go Brandon Token. Folks, it's time to take a deep dive into the world of crypto. Renovation meets freedom and community empowerment. I want to tell you about Let's Go Brandon Token at letsgobrandontoken.com. That is letsgobrandontoken.com. What sets them apart is the unique approach to giving back. With every transaction made using the token, 2% goes directly to the America First wallet, which is then used to donate to America First candidates, causes, and charities that align with your values. Let's Go Brandon Token also rewards its holders by dispersing 7% of the buy and sell tax back to the community so you earn passive income simply by holding your tokens and being a part of the vibrant and supportive community. And that's not all. Whether you're new to the world of crypto or looking to expand your knowledge, Let's Go Brandon Token's got you covered. They're offering self-paced crypto classes designed specifically for beginners. The classes provide you with the knowledge and confidence to navigate the crypto landscape with ease. So visit the website today, letsgobrandontoken.com. Become a part of the incredible movement to embrace freedom, empower the community, and make a positive impact together. Also note that investing in crypto does involve risk, and it's important to do your own research before making any investment decisions. This message is not financial advice. However, it is friendly advice to check out letsgobrandontoken.com. That is letsgobrandontoken.com. Let'sgobrandontoken.com. Last but not least, we do have this amazing, amazing product. Folks, I don't know if you've tried CBD before. I've tried several different brands. You know, my favorite is, it's not, my, not a CBD, but it's Kratom is my, my go-to right now. Helps me sleep. Sometimes it helps you wake up, depending on which one you have. You don't take too much. It's very low risk, et cetera, et cetera. Now, let me guess. Your medicine cabinet is crammed full of stuff that doesn't work. We've seen it. You know, you got the Tylenol, the Benadryl, the Ibuprofen, the Excedrin, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. You're not sleeping. You still hurt and you're stressed out. That's how it was for me. So I cleared out my medicine cabinet and reset my health with CBD from CB Distillery. It's been a real change. CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers, just pure, effective CBD solutions designed specifically to support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. If you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like I did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. I have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit CB Distillery, charliebravodistillery.com. 
Use code LFA for 20% off. That is cbdistillery.com, code LFA. cbdistillery.com, code Lima Foxtrot Alpha. cbdistillery.com, code LFA. Ladies and gentlemen, please keep, uh, keep those thumbs ups coming. Keep the shares coming. Let's attract a major, major audience and turn ungoverned into the worst kept secret on the internet. Right now, we're a secret. There's a lot of people who don't know how much fun we have. We need to tell people it's not a secret. Share it into all your Telegram groups. Share it everywhere you can, and let's blow it up. Love being here with you every day. It's been a good start to the week. Let's keep on motoring through. The Democrats are losing control of the narrative, and here is another example as to why. Lakewood Church shooter identified as transgender immigrant from El Salvador. The Lakewood Church obviously was the uh, was Joel Osteen's church out here uh, in uh, Houston, Texas, not out here, but out there, Houston, Texas. Authorities have identified the shooter as Janice Yvonne Moreno, a 36-year-old transgender immigrant from El Salvador, according to multiple independent sources speaking to KHOU11 uh, and the reporter Jeremy Rogalski. Moreno, who has a criminal history stretching back to 2005. Now, again, I don't know if this person is here illegally. It says immigrant. So this leads me to believe this is a legal immigrant, legal, but still, right, you have no idea now, right? This person has a criminal history stretching back to 2005 and was previously known as Jeffrey Escalante, based on records from the Texas Department of Public Safety. His past arrests paint a troubling picture, encompassing a range of offenses, including failure to stop and give information, assault of a public servant, assault causing bodily injury, forgery, possession of marijuana, theft, evading arrest, and unlawful carrying of a weapon. Now, I don't know what this person's biological sex is. According to the post-millennial, this person's a woman. According to the Gateway Pundit, this person's a man. So the confusion is all over the place. But to me, it doesn't matter. To me, this person clearly is mentally disturbed because if we don't know what gender they are, They don't know what gender they are. If we can't get a clear answer as to what this person's biology is, then they're probably all sorts of screwed up. And what I mean by the Democrats are losing control of the narrative is there's more to this story than just the fact that this transgender shooter was a transgender shooter, right? There's more to this fact. We've seen the Nashville shooter was trans. There was one in Colorado that was trans. There was another one that was, I think, recently thwarted that was trans. I mean, you're seeing the trend start to emerge. Okay? You know, the the mask is being lifted, and you're seeing this demon for what it is. This mental health crisis that we have only made worse by pumping children full of steroids, drugs used to chemically castrate sex offenders, and calling it life-saving, gender-affirming care. You're driving the worst of these cases to hurt other people because you're not getting them the help that they actually need. You're getting them the help that you want them to get to further your narrative, to garner more control, and specifically to strip control and influence away from the parents. That's the worst part of all this. This person isn't just a transgender person of color. That's bad enough for the left. This person also, on their AR-15, oh, it's an AR-15. This is why they should be banned. Oh, really? You know what was written on the AR-15? Free Palestine. So now, ladies and gentlemen, 
I have to ask this question. Is this person a Muslim extremist? I mean, I mean, if he, she, them, they, it was wearing a MAGA hat, they wouldn't even ask the question, right? They would say that person is a right-wing extremist, a white nationalist, a domestic terrorist, right? Am I right? If you went to a school board meeting and said, these children should not be wearing masks, or we should not be teaching kindergartners about sex, or critical race theory is hurting, you know, DEI is hurting the students as a whole, you were labeled a terrorist. Is this person a terrorist? I think so. And with a free Palestine uh, a message emblazoned on the gun. Media's not going to want to touch that. Of course not. But that's not all. That's not all. Apparently, according to reports, this person was also a big supporter or demonstrated on social media. Moreno's account reflects the political leanings with expressions of support for Bernie Sanders. Wait a second. Wasn't there another radical left-wing shooter that supported Bernie Sanders that tried to hurt people? There was, right? That's the same type of shooter that shot up the baseball field where the Republican congressional baseball team was practicing where Steve Scalise almost died. Remember that? Folks, if this was a person in a MAGA hat, this would be all over the place. We'd be hearing about gun control. We'd be hearing about controlling misinformation and disinformation. They'd be waging war on Twitter. They'd be waging war on Rumble. We cannot allow this hate to fester in our society. Where the hell is the media now? This person is a Bernie Sanders supporter, according to their social media, and had free Palestine on his, her, them, they, it, Xi Zhao's gun. Okay? Where's the media? This person is a terrorist, committed an act of terror, and was a radical leftist. How do we know they were a radical leftist? Well, I guess we don't know for sure. But they would never grant us, they would never grant us that amount of due process. They posted that they like Bernie Sanders and they've got the free Palestine stuff. What do you think that person does in the voting booth? You think they vote for Trump or you think they vote for the left? I think they vote for the left. You've got this person with a rap sheet a mile long, free Palestine on the gun. Bernie Sanders supports uh, support messages all over the social media. This person is a radical left-wing terrorist, period, end of story. And if this person... If this person's name was Charles Johnson and was a white male in a MAGA hat, we would hear nothing but Donald Trump is inciting acts of violence. Where is the media in the coverage on this story? Is it because Christians were the target that they don't want to talk about it? Is it because this person is a person of color that they don't want to talk about it? Is it because this person was transgender that they don't want to talk about it? Maybe it's the free Palestine message on the gun is as to why they don't want to talk about it. Maybe it's the background of the political leanings as to why they don't want to talk about it. Folks, this case, much like the Nashville shooter case, much like Colorado, much like some of these other cases where you hear about these mentally disturbed, and by mentally disturbed, I mean confused about their own gender. These types of cases are a nightmare for the left, and they are, they are becoming more and more frequent. And I'm not happy about it, because I don't want to be walking around Kroger knowing that there may be some mentally unstable lunatic who got their talking points from Rachel Madcow about how trans rights are under attack in this country, 
shooting up the store while I'm looking for pork chops. I don't want that. But this is what they have created. They must be held accountable. Must. If the mainstream media is not going to do it, then we have to do it. We, us, the 1,500 of you that are watching right now, need to share this show far and wide. We must be the accountability. We must be the bringers of accountability. Not violent. Public shame is enough for right now. Awareness is enough for right now. Until we start to garner enough support that we can create a movement and a parallel media ecosystem. It's forming, but it's not there yet. CNN, MSNBC, CBS, NPR, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they're not going to talk about this. They're going to talk about Taylor Swift today. They're not going to talk about this. They're going to talk about, you know, Joe Biden's mental decline. This is emblematic of what the left has created in this country right there. This person, not just trans, not just an immigrant. Immigrants aren't all bad, by the way. Even illegal immigrants aren't all bad. They came here illegally. doesn't make them a bad person. But the way that they came here is illegal. Come back the right way. Right? But the left standpoints are trans people can do no wrong. Immigrants can do no wrong. People of color can do no wrong. And people on the left can do no wrong. Well, this time you have a leftist, transgender, immigrant person of color who tried to murder Christians in a church. It sounds like this person can absolutely do something wrong, and they did. And this person walked into the church with a five-year-old, you know, almost like using them as a human shield. Weird. Human shield with a free Palestine thing on the gun. Interesting. Very, very interesting. You know, kind of very similar to Hamas tactics. All right. I guess we're just going to let this go. I guess we're going to let it go. I guess, yeah, no, we can't, you know, you just don't like her because she's Hispanic. That has nothing to do with it. I don't like her because she tried to murder people. How about that? And use the child as a human shield, apparently. How about that? That's why I don't like her. Him, her, they, them, it, Xi Zhao, tree self, whatever the hell you call yourself. Called, you know what the pronouns are now? Was, were. She gone. All right, we got, uh, I got to get to this. This is unbelievable. The black national anthem. One of my favorite talking points, the black national anthem. I got into a debate on Twitter. People going, oh, no, black people know it's not an anthem. It's a hymn. Oh, it's a hymn. Okay. Yeah, this apparently there was an act of Congress that declared it a national hymn. Okay. Well, why don't you tell the NAACP? The NAACP in 1919, folks, the NAACP said, word for word, lift every voice and sing. will be known as the, quote, can I say it? I'm going to say it because this is what they said. Negro National Anthem. Okay. They call it that. They call it that. Is the NAACP racist? Yes. Are they? Are they? Yeah. So now you have this whole thing. Carrie Lake did a great job. You know, she was sitting She was sitting down while the national anthem, the black national anthem was playing. And a lot of other fans did it too. Because we're over it. Everyone's over it. They're over the pandering. They're over the kneeling. They're over all of it. There's one national anthem. The only time there are ever two National anthems played before a sporting event is if two teams from two different countries are playing each other in that sporting event. Yesterday at the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers, Brennan, is San Francisco in the United States? Yes. Okay. And the Kansas City Chiefs, Brennan, is Kansas City in the United States? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Both teams are from the United States of America, which means one national anthem gets played. One. Now, I didn't watch any of the pregame nonsense. I was watching the final or the latest episode of The Floor, which is a fantastic show on Fox. Okay? But the only time you see two national anthems played before a sporting event is when two teams from two different countries are playing against each other. Yesterday at the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs are both teams from the United States. Therefore, only one national anthem should have been played. Now, this year, people have started to play semantics. Well, it's not a national anthem. It's a national hymn. Well, the NAACP calls it the black, or they call it the Negro national anthem. And they're not the only ones saying that. Representative Steve Cohen, that's wrong. That's the wrong, uh, that's, <laughs> that's the wrong, that's the wrong banner. Representative Steve Cohen from Tennessee, and he hails from, I guess he's representing the Memphis area, which is why it's a Democrat. It's one of the two Democratic uh, areas of Tennessee, Nashville and Memphis. This is why we no longer live in Nashville. And I know there are some very good people in Memphis, but it's also why we're probably never going to live near Memphis because too many Democrats, and I'm not into that. Representative Steve Cohen blasts Super Bowl fans for not standing for the, quote, Negro National Anthem. Now, I understand the NAACP said it. If I were to say it without quoting the NAACP or this guy, if I were to say that word on a whim, you think I'd get in trouble, Brennan, if I said Negro without quoting these people in this type of context? You think I'd get in trouble? You probably would, but it would be I would, silly. I would, I would get in trouble, though, right? I probably, I don't think it should be getting in trouble. Here's the tweet. Very, very few stood at Super Bowl for Lift Every Voice and Sing the Negro National Anthem. Not a pretty picture of Super Bowl crowd. Okay, now, if you look up a picture of Representative Steve Cohen, you will see that he is as white as the day is long. So now you have a white person saying the word Negro, talking about a national anthem that is not a national anthem, and it's okay. This is easily one of the most divisive things the NFL has ever done. This two national anthem thing. There were not two nations playing against each other yesterday. Furthermore, if you want to play this game where every nationality or race or whatever has a national hymn that can be played before a sporting event as a national anthem, your pregame festivities are going to take an hour. Because in the NFL, the NFL is very diverse. There are white people, there are Spanish people, there are Asian people, there are black people. Not all black people come from the same place, right? There are Dominican people, there are Canadian people, there's Australian, there was an Australian in the game yesterday, there were Jamaicans, there are people from all over the world who play NFL football. How come they don't get a national anthem? Or a national hymn? The point of the matter is, this is getting out of control again for the left. You're not supposed to say this word if you're white. That's what I was told. You're not supposed to say that word. And yet... Here's a Democrat congressman, a white guy, and someone had the nerve to tell me, he's not white, he's Jewish. He's not white, he's Jewish. That's what they told me. Okay, I'm not white, I'm Italian and Jewish. So what color am I? Orange. I'm an orange person. I'm a beautiful person. Look at this. Again, I was told that white people are not allowed to say the N-word that's in that tweet. And yet there he is, posting about it. 
saying nobody's standing up for this is a bad look. What about when all the people were kneeling for, uh, for the real national anthem? Were you up in arms then? What a joke. But this is what I mean by they're losing control of the narrative. They have people on their own side, white guys on their own side, using the N-word. Come on. Too many holes to plug. They're losing control. They're losing, they're, they are losing their direction. They are in absolute disarray. And I think, I think it's funny. Especially when you see what this dude looks like. He's, he's, he's as, he, like saltine cracker white, this guy. And yes, I use the term cracker intentionally. Saltine cracker white. Like printer paper type, type stuff, right? This is Steve Cohen. This might as well be a self-portrait of Steve Cohen. And there's no need for two national anthems. There's one nation under God, indivisible. I don't care what Roger Goodell wants to do with his pandering. We don't need two national anthems. There's one national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. Stand for it, respect your flag, respect your country, play football. That's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to a word from our friends over at OAP Farms, and then there are some rumors. Oh, I've been waiting all all episode for this. The VP rumors. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to ask you a question. Are you tired and sore a lot? Do you have chronic pain? I want to introduce you to OFP Farms and their magnesium products. Maybe asking why magnesium? Well, magnesium is an essential nutrient for cell growth function and regeneration. So this stuff right here, this, this spray is tremendous. It really is. It's highly respected. It's incredible. Nobody likes it like I like it. Most people are deficient in magnesium without realizing it. Industrialized farming has made it challenging to acquire the proper amount of daily magnesium from food sources these days. Now, OFP Farms magnesium products are packed with a combination of nutrients and essential oils which help you feel rested, more relaxed, and provide a great source of magnesium via topical approach. Pain starts to fade as the magnesium works to help reduce inflammation, balancing blood flow, and allowing the recovery process to begin. Get relief from sore muscles, tired joints, headaches, and other inflammatory issues right where you need it. With OFP Farms' topical magnesium product line, it's hard to believe that these simple products can help with so much, but they absolutely do. Now, you're welcome to browse their website. You see on your screen, you can listen here, OFPFarms.com. Browse their website at the many five-star reviews. I'd give it six stars if I could, but they only gave me a choice to give them five stars. OFP Farms is a patriotic, America-first, God-fearing, small family farm. Denise and Corey, the owners, have been on the show before. They got a lot of goats, a lot of goats. We love the goats. They're incredible, including Cleo. We love Cleo. And they love LFA TV. That's why they're giving you 15% off at checkout. That's OFPFarms.com, OscarFoxtrotPapaFarms.com. Use the promo code LFA15, Lima Foxtrot Alpha 15, for 15% off of any order. That is OFPFarms.com, promo code LFA15, OFPFarms.com, promo code Lima Foxtrot Alpha 15. We don't have time for my pillow today, but I do have to show you there are some rumors. There are some rumors about Trump's vice presidential pick. Did you see this weekend at Mar-a-Lago? Take a look at this. And that's not all, folks. They're getting kind of cozy together. 
Take a look at this exchange. Donald Trump and Vivek Ramaswamy sharing the stage. So, I just see Vivek is here. tremendous future. He's very young. He's young and he's smart. And Melania and I were just saying, I mean, you don't get, you don't get sharper than this. And I just said, could you uh, say a few words to the great audience? You don't get sharper than this. You don't get sharper than that. All right. Now I'm not saying he's the vice president pick, but I mean, they're looking real, real comfortable with each other. And a lot of people are starting to speculate, is that what's going on? He's talking about how he spoke with Melania about it. They both think he's sharp. He's got a bright future. Let me ask, what'll happen if it's Trump Ramaswamy 2024? We still good with that? That's a good question, isn't it? There was a lot of back and forth going on. Some people, I like Ramaswamy again. You hated him like the day before the Iowa caucus. Now you like him again. It's okay. We good with Trump, Ramaswamy, 2024? With Donald Trump's vice presidential candidate being a Soros-backed guy? No, of course not, because none of that's true. I'm not saying it's the pick. I don't know if I want it to be Vivek. I'd be pretty happy, though. We'd set him up long term. If he is who he presents himself as. If he is who he presents himself as, he'd be a great choice. And a great guy to pass the torch to. I guess we will just have to see. I guess we will just have to see. You still voting for Trump if Vivek is the VP? It's an important question. I am. I'd be very happy about it. I like Vivek. I think he's the real deal. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and listening. Head over to the website, farishmedia.com. We got a rush of new orders over the weekend. So thank you to everybody Uh, who jumped in there, ordered a custom message, whether it's a birthday or a retirement or a get well soon, voicemail greeting, a lot of voicemail greetings. We have a lot of fun with that. Farishmedia.com. You see it going by in your ticker, F-A-R-A-S-H media.com. Thank you so much for watching and listening. As President Trump says, we will never give up. We will never give in. And we will never, ever surrender. And if all else fails, we will just become ungovernable. Thank you. God bless you. God bless this one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Will Johnson coming up next with Culture Wars. Based America with Drew Hernandez at 7. Stone Zone with Roger Stone at 8. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please make sure you're following the channel. Subscribe right here, rumble.com slash LFA TV. It's totally free. Hit the thumbs up button for the show. It's also totally free. Right here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. Follow us anywhere you get your audio podcast as well. I'm going to be on Nick Holt's show, my friend from Australia. I don't know if it's live, but one way or the other, we will get the link out to you, McGroin Nation, LFA family, everybody. So keep it locked on my socials. And we'll also maybe I'll find a way to list it on the website. If not, uh, we'll put it out in an email somehow. So sign up for our email list at farishmedia.com too. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for watching and listening. Please check out the website after the show, and we will catch you tomorrow evening at 5 p.m. Thank you so much.